Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Welcome everyone, we are the Geek Patrol and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today we're joining you from the unsanctioned fried groundhog on a stick booth that Alan Gilbreth set up at the annual Cooper Young Festival. How's it selling, Alan? Actually, I mean, it's going like hotcakes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dip them in that Pronto Pup mix. Man, it looks, it, it's, it's, uh, look at this way. You get four drumsticks. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. The, the, the health department guy is making his way here, so you better make it. Yeah, all right. I, I got a license. It's okay. Anyway, whatever. And Brandon's rolling his eyes once again. Uh, go ahead, Max. I'm, uh, I guess it's, I guess the sign says, Punxsutawney, fill your stomach. There That's you go. exactly right. Hey, not bad, yeah, I quit. <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, uh, so anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max back at the studio. And uh, sitting in, guest correspondent, our pal Craig Brewer, local filmmaker. Well, you know, writer, filmmaker. I'm local. Especially uh, on, especially during the Cooper Young Festival. Right. And we're not even going to pretend. I know that uh, we always join you on Sundays, but today this is a recording because we're here at the Cooper Young Festival. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we're talking to you on Sunday, but whatever. It's Saturday. Let's not This lie. is This is the way that I get around the strike uh, rules. Where, well, like, I'm exactly. not I'm not actually doing any sort of promotion for anything if I'm pre-recorded. Because right. Because then, ah. then it, it's, like pre, it's like minority report. It's a pre-crime. Are you making that rule up, Craig? To, uh, yeah, I'm okay. in not. I just wait, want to be wait, clear wait. to everybody listening. I am in not any wait sort of violation. Hold on, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get my vote card. I'll vote. I'm a director. I know, and we DGA, did. DGA's got you covered, man. We did not. We did not go on strike, but I also am a writer's. But guild. we're not going to talk about the things you wrote. That's right. That's well, right. Greg, <laughs> it's it's a great opportunity to have you here because I mean we you're in the thick of things with the uh, strikes, and it's I'm sure it's affecting you both ways. So we wanted to talk about that with uh, with you a little bit today, of course, as much as we can. Yeah. yeah, as much as you're allowed to without getting into trouble, and also uh, later we're hoping you'll stick around because uh, Ahsoka. It was a pretty noteworthy episode of oh, Ahsoka, yeah. and uh, for those that don't know, Craig is of course a diehard Star Wars fan. You're a geek like us. You uh, fit right in. I, w- I would like to aspire to be so. Yes, but in yes. Fact, mm-hmm. If uh, if you're listening out there, at Lucas Films, you've made it clear you'll work for them in any <laughs> yeah. you want. You know, I was supposed to go to the volume. Right. The the week of the pandemic br- uh, outbreak. So. Mm. Um, literally, a global pandemic kept me from from going to the to the soundstage where they did Mandalorian. It'll happen. Wow. Well, it's we're going to show you some business. Don't worry, we're going to get you in. <laughs> so we'll make some you. calls. What what can you tell? What is the What does this look like from your end? And I mean, do you have any inside information or what? What is it? Feel you know, I have, like I have right no inside information other than what we get. You know, we get updates that I, we got. We got a um, a victory that for us the other day was that we got a notification that talking is going to start happening like sometimes the 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 strike you know officials and and and, or negotiators excuse me and the the studios they they have a meeting to basically talk about when they're going to have a meeting and uh i think finally now they're starting to talk again it's a lot of strategy i mean i guess they got to make sure that people are suffering enough, right? I mean, if you're a, if you're a writer, yeah, I, I think that's a, or something. Well, or I th- you know that 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 kind of stuff was coming out early in the in the strike, but I got to be honest, like I don't think anybody's thinking like that, at least on the side of the strikers. I don't think any of the actors or any of the writers. Yes, everybody is is. It, don't get me wrong, everybody is really you know not doing what. Some people are really having to like rethink the way they live because they may have to like 
sell their house or, or, or take their kids out of school or whatever, whatever they're dealing with. But uh, they're very they're really unified. I mean, like it's kind of unprecedented how much people are going like if they're going to take us till next year, we'll we'll take it as long as we need to go because they really feel that the what they're fighting for is important. And I, I, I believe it, too. There's a lot that that needs to get settled right now because the whole business model of Hollywood changed and everybody figured out how to make money off of it. Uh, except the, the the writers and the actors and the, and the, and the directors, because that model that we usually were paid from no longer exists really because of streaming. It's it's a weird world out there. Well, right? I mean, I was reading yeah. somewhere that uh, it would, in order to pay their writers and actors what they're what asking they want. for, would cut into about two percent of what the CEOs are making. It has nothing to do with profits for yeah. them. It no, has to do all with about control. well, it's about control because they feel that if if it, it, can you imagine if like uh, Eddie Murphy or or like uh, uh, Adam Sandler knew exactly how many millions like an Amazon or a Netflix got if they knew that people were getting a subscription because they're watching his movies, yes. then then you start getting into a whole different conversation about how they will be paid as opposed to, no, we're going to pay you for your services, but you can't enjoy any other kind of revenue that's that started off of your content. And so, like, and, and I would say the, say the Stranger Things guys probably would have an argument for that okay. because people actually dump their subscriptions sometimes for Netflix and then re-up their subscriptions right before. Yep. The next thing is season yeah. of Stranger Things. Yeah, it's very difficult to track too. I mean, and it's like, and then like, okay, The Office. When back in the in stream, we would watch The Office. We would just have it on in the background. I, we, it was our comfort yeah. thing. Well, how? I mean, how and does I'm, that get? I, so I went. I'm, I'm best like, friends. We 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 went to high school together. His name is uh, David Denman. He played. Remember in The Office, he's Roy. He's the right. guy in receiving. Mm -hmm. So he told me like that there during the pandemic, suddenly The Office was keeping Netflix alive. Right. But none of the talent have a model for like if suddenly that was playing on TV and everybody was watching it then they'd be compensated right. but because it's streaming there's no compensation at all because they're, they're, because the the people who own the office sold it to the streaming service for a new model that doesn't exist anymore for or, or the, a new model that that the old ways don't apply to I guess that's what's weird is, is you get one technology change and it changes everything well right? I, I mean, that's why i keep telling people biggest. like this is why everybody should get involved in the strike is that don't think that like the concept of ai taking a job stops at actors and oh, writers yeah. and, and creators it's the most obvious thing because we love ai to make a picture for us or do right. something like that but uh people in the medical industry people in a, a lot of different industries are going to be dealing with ai Oh yeah, I mean, I already—you can already see it happening. So, but and, it's and it, one thing you, you you notice with the streamers, they are very secretive about their their numbers. Oh yeah, they do not show you. Never told me. No, it's it's interesting. So, but uh, and and you know, I don't. I guess there's an end in sight, but maybe you know, not for a while. So, but yeah. Uh, anyway, we're gonna discuss it more when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. If roasting porks is wrong, then they don't want to be right. The Geek Patrol is back. Yeah, how do you like your season, uh, Craig? I mean, barbecue, dry rub. I'm going to suggest Cajun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. I, Creole I, is awesome. I, 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 I rock with that. I All really right. do. What is wrong with you people? It's right. deep fried or nothing. 
Okay. You can and have a little, a little Cajun season to that. That's true. But you just, yeah, there's other ways to achieve crunch, I've found, in my in my savories. Okay. Ah, uh, weird. <laughs> and, and welcome back to uh, Joe, Meat Tank you, Radio, everybody. You, you're you the one that wouldn't eat them when I cooked them. <laughs> you I brought them in. Alone. You dared me to bring them in. I you know. didn't eat it. And we got to go ahead and chastise Max for bringing a food thing in because you know Alan's going to run. It's all food today. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our uh, buddy Max uh, back at the studio and our good friend Craig Brewer, local filmmaker, local uh, icon, Hollywood man. He gives us the inside dirt on what's going on in Hollywood. And we're we're talking to you uh, in sort of a uh, time warp because we're, let's, let's not lie, we're at the Cooper Young Festival. Oh, yeah. It is Saturday. You're hearing this on Sunday, but, you know, whatever. We... We're when you get a chance to hang out at the Cooper Young Festival and talk to our pal, we're going to do it. When our, time continuum. When our thing. overlords accumulate, say, get to the festival, we go to the festival. Absolutely. So, hey, Craig, uh, the, the, the strike, you know, what do you – I mean, I guess you're paying attention to both, but in theory you're more of a writer, right, I mean, than you are – uh, yeah, you're not I'm, on camera. You haven't well, done the Alfred right. Hitchcock thing. So, I, I, mean, I haven't. I haven't done that. I, I do. I, I'm only featured in one of my films. Um, over when you see a, a a Craig Brewer film credit at the top of Footloose, those are my dancing feet. I didn't see that. Yeah, okay. your yeah. feet. Oh, your feet. They're, you're yeah. not your on camera. I'm not. Awesome. A, it, but yeah, okay, I'm dancing. I didn't see you on that. And I rocked it. I have to say, I, that is I did awesome. a good job. What were you wearing for shoes? Uh, no, I was wearing exactly the same types of boots and jean cut that you see in the original Footloose that I always loved. So much. it was it was a particular way that they cut the jeans that I said I'm going to be that. I'm those are, damn it, those are my feet. I, I asked because I knew he would put that level mm-hmm. of detail. Oh yeah, no, of it was. Yeah, you're it not going to just well, wear I mean, your gym shoes. We've so, seen yeah. his movies. Yeah. yeah, it's all well thought. Right. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I approach kind of like the nerddom that I would have towards like a Star Wars or a Star Trek to like movies like Footloose and Coming to America. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 there's tons of little details in the background that I make sure that are. I was, I was you telling want people those Easter eggs in there. So. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. I mean, you know, John Landis was always the best person to put in all these Easter eggs. And the the fun thing about his movies is you see in the background, "See you next Wednesday." Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know that or that not. That was his signature thing. That was his signature thing. Like in the Blues Brothers, it's on a billboard that one of the cars crashes through. Yep. Um, in Coming to America, it's like a movie billboard starring Dan Aykroyd. See you next Wednesday. And it's a line out of 2001. I was about to say, yeah. what is that a line for? Okay, it's a, now yeah. it makes and, sense. Yeah, so. it's basically uh, a guy is having like a teleconference with his daughter and, and, and then his, his mother and father. And they say, see you next Wednesday. Didn't he sneak it into the Thriller video? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Vincent Price says it uh, when, when they're leaving. It's like, yeah. or, or not Vincent Price, well, or it, maybe it is. Uh, at the end of the movie, it's like, what, what does it say? See you next Wednesday. Right. And that's, yeah. That's interesting. I like that stuff. And you haven't come up with your version I, of it? I have my version of it. I don't tell many people about it. Don't uh, tell us. We should. Oh, we no, should no. I'll, t- I'll tell you. It's kind of okay. cool. But if you watch Hustle and Flow, there's this moment where Taryn Manning gets out of the car, and she walks you know, in front of the car, and and the camera comes like very close to her 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 hiney, and it's it's in this it, downtown. It's this uh, train style overpass, and the day we got up there, someone in big uh, graffiti wrote "Alan loves Mamie," and and uh, across my set, and I was like, I, we were here last night. This wasn't here, and now it's here. And and they said it'll cost us a thousand dollars to get somebody to sandblast it out of here. And I was like, you know what? Let's just roll with it. And now I put it in all my. It's in the back. It's in the background of Black Snake Moan, Footloose. That is a hundred percent Memphis because if you've ever driven around, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And and I've always thought like, 
It wasn't great graffiti. Did you, did you graffiti. find out who the graffitiist was? Because obviously they knew you were shooting, right? I, mean, I don't know if they, they did or not. But, they I mean, didn't know. It, it was so basic, but it really kind of tugged at my heart a little bit. It's like, man, this guy had to be probably upside down writing that he loves this yeah. girl, Mamie. <laughs> and it is. Mamie should really it be. Is, it is probably the worst lettering ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, wonder, it, it's upside yeah. down on a rope. What right. a spray can. Yeah. Now, I wonder if they're still together. But he tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, see you next Wednesday versus I love Mamie. I mean, that's, that's a lot harder to work in, but you do it, huh? So. I do it. I do it. As a matter of fact, get this. God bless Netflix, who I know we've been talking about against the strike and everything like that, but I went up to them after we had locked uh, Dolomite is my name, and I was like, is there any more money in the budget? Because I don't have anywhere that says uh, Alan loves Mamie. And so they said, tell you what, we'll put some graffiti on this wall, that the studio that they build out of the out of kind of like the, the bombed out hotel in, in Dolomite. So I have it now. Digi- they, digi- they spent money for my, for my silly tradition. <laughs> okay, Craig, I'm awesome. Shows- that they have faith in you. No, Craig, I, I'm calling you out on this because I want you to consult with me as your budget consultant next time you shoot a movie. I could have fixed that it with a magic marker. Just make a little <laughs> Sharpie tattoo on somebody's arm that says, I love Amy. Al- Alan, you could have Alan loves Mamie. Bucks. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, that's a, that sounds no, like a, a gross Joe waste of art. money. You see why we're not. You, oh. I, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I, I've, I hear you, and I will be better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just see that you do, sir. Don't, so. don't, don't listen. All right, hey, really. I just want him to put Geek Tank in his next movie. Hey, uh, I am curious though. How come you're not? Uh, who's who's actually in these picket lines? Do they take charge oh, I, for the strike? Yeah, I mean, when, when I go out to LA, I'm going out there next week, and I'm gonna. I've, I've done. Help. I've done Paramount. I've done Disney. I wanna. I, I wanna hit. I wanna hit Universal. So what is that like? I'm kind of curious what the vibe is. I mean, it's hot, right? And well, I'll tell you. It, it, this is what I love is that the actors totally came to our like they were they are what we put them in front of the screen to be. They're, they were like heroes. Like the writers were like they were a hundred days in. It was hot. It was hard, and they were getting really like uh, dispirited. And then suddenly the right the actors went on strike. They showed up with boom boxes. They were doing like karaoke in the middle of the day. It just it, it was like it was the it was the biggest part some of them ever been in. They were just all like come down and 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 the energy just went up so much that really gave a lot more uh, a positive feeling to to striking where some people it, when it's usually uh, you know it's a it's a it's a serious thing and a sad thing and and. Uh, and we we needed that that bit of inspiration. But do you keep the? How do you keep the public from just swamping and wanting to get autographs and photos and stuff like that? Is there barriers? You know that uh, you know it, it, the public has been really I think respectful. And if anything, what's kind of cool is that I see a lot of actors getting like uh, pictures with like famous actors and showing that you know we're all one big community. It doesn't matter if one person is is wealthy and uh, and successful or not. All right, very interesting. Hey, you're listening to Geek Tank Radio. We're visiting with our buddy Craig Brewer. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. What's the Klingon word for morons? The Geek Patrol is back. It's Geek Patrol. Okay. I have trouble pronouncing it. Sometimes it sounds like mushrooms. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max back at the studio and our friend uh, Craig Brewer, local filmmaker and uh, Hollywood. He's not a scab. He's sticking with the uh, Strikers, right? I'm sticking with the Strikers. Okay. Uh, he's here in town, and he, we're here at the Cooper Young Festival. You're hearing this show yesterday, so 
Go figure. That's the way it works. I think that's, that's the funniest thing you've ever added to the show, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Space continuum. Watch yeah. it fold. Uh, but, Craig, well, we were talking, you know, I was hoping to get a lot of inside dirt about the uh, strike. We were hoping you'd give us some confidential information, but really you're – you're, whatever's out in the news is what, what you know. So. One of the reasons why we're striking is because I'm just in the dark like everybody <laughs> oh, else. <okay. laughs> like, all right. Well, why don't we talk about something we're all up to date on, which is Ahsoka Episode 5. Brandon, you said this one was released in theaters. It was. Uh, and before we get into it, I want to say, Alan, you were right. Oh, he wasn't a blue that. ghost. Okay. He wasn't a blue ghost. But every scene he's in is shaded blue. Uh, spoilers, that is very by true. the way. Folks, that is very we are true. dealing with spoilers. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Nah. Anakin might be a ghost. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We weren't they, seeing this coming. They, they released he was going to be in this episode like three months ago and took it to a theater. You think Anakin's going to show up? They, they released brand new posters of young Anakin, Captain Rex, and young Ahsoka yeah. before the episode yeah. came out. So. I thought it looked good. I thought they looked. No, it, what did it, you think of the de aging and stuff? I thought he looked. Oh good. no! It, yeah, it looked good. Better it, than the last in a uh, Kenobi. Well, well, see, I, I the, think they've learned that the best way to do that is to obscure it in a in a memory yes. or in a ghost world. I felt that that so was everything's fuzzy. They leaned into it a little bit. Well, yeah, and like, yeah like in the in the Kenobi, it was bright lights. It was supposed to be yeah. So I think that was smart. Yeah, making it. Ghost well, light. they also said this is his personal projection of himself. Ah. So you'll notice during the episode, he does change. He does not look the same from scene to scene very subtly because he is projecting the lesson he's trying to get through to her. I'm glad that you brought this up because I've actually put a lot of thought into what, wh- wh- why, why the choice of projections. Meaning like when we see Obi-Wan Kenobi as a, as a Force ghost, it's... Alec Guinness, and I yes. think that that it makes sense because you want to think that you want to believe that at the end of your life as a Jedi, you were probably at your most focused, understanding, peaceful. You are your best self. Should be. Whereas Anakin, I think, had a date. I, I think it makes sense that George went back in and got rid of like the the older Anakin right. after. You know, I get it for that time period, but I like that like the idea of like no, no, Anakin was a good person that that was that was good for ahsoka up to this point and right. therefore that is his best best yeah. projection of his essence yeah. and that's, his self that's the moment that anakin died yeah, right vader was born right. right and he says so himself uh, from a storytelling perspective okay and and you know it seems like it's nice to see hayden christensen getting a lot of love now and, and you know because some people talked about his performances before but uh but what I guess I was wondering from a storytelling perspective, how do you think he did with this sequence with Hayden Christensen? Because I was oh, it's like, wonderful. Um, no, I mean, okay. you know what? What did you, she actually learn here? I don't know what I learned. Oh, I, mean, I know what she learned. Uh, what do you? Well, think she I, learned? I, I mean, I think that it's a, it's. It, I think that if you look at like the Clone Wars and you look at where Ahsoka was coming from, and I'm, and I think that's what's brilliant about the episode is that for people who weren't part of that that whole movement, you got to see young like bratty ahsoka and you get to see that dynamic of like a young jedi and anakin but you know in the end what what is like the greatest act that a jedi has done in the trilogy and how can it not be luke skywalker with the upper hand over darth vader uh to some extent could could go toe-to-toe with the emperor and deciding i mean i remember as a young man i mean as a kid watching him throw away the lightsaber and say no, I won't fight you. I'll never be. I'll never be like that. I'm a Jedi, like my father was before me. And and you felt like this. Oh, he's he's deciding to 
die, yeah. you know? And yeah. to me, like, that is the, the lesson that... He's all in. That, that, yeah. that Anna can learn from Luke. Right. Even though he's younger, like, he still has the... the that's why those flashes of him being Vader are apt yeah. because he's he's actually learned what even Luke gave him. Okay, now you're just making me think of something. So in the episode when we see um, Ahsoka basically doing Luke's move of I'm not going to fight or whatever, it seemed like Anakin kind of learned something himself as a ghost. Is that what you picked up? Well, I think so. I th- but I think there's even – personally, I think there's more heartbreak in it. I don't okay. think it's that. I think okay. it's more along the lines of he realizes that he taught her – better than he was himself yeah and that's why he says there's hope for you yet yeah okay and she got delivered the message you're gonna lead whether you want to or not and people are gonna die well yeah because it's fight or die but it, that was the other it's, thing it's yeah. a war all the things are going on and she has pushed everybody away and for three episodes has had the facial expression of a cabbage yeah. And 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 just to and just to remind everybody uh, uh, in the in the fan base, in the fan base out there, the the thing to remi- remember is that everybody gets like really critical of episodes if they're not giving you the the juice right at the top. Right, and that's not how storytelling works. Everybody's got to calm down. Everybody's got to like stop looking like two episodes in and going, I don't like the way she folds her arms or I don't like any of this. They've got to be okay with the fact that like, no, this is good because you've been waiting for episodes to see this moment with episode five and you're going to have another, you're going to have a different four episodes after it. That's what storytelling over a long period is and everybody's got to shut up. This you can't always, see this right now, but Craig Brewer yeah. is standing on top of the table. I am. I'm, I'm, this, is, this has always been my problem with modern day geeks and we saw it in the middle of the seasons for Walking Dead when we had a cliffhanger, which is the first time geekdom has, since we became mainstream has experienced a cliffhanger and they lost their ever-loving mind. Right. Yeah. Because you need that suspense and they just want it to be force-fed. It's why we have thousands of YouTube videos going, this is what this, this, is what this ending explained. Here's what you missed. It's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. So, so be patient. Right. Be patient. That's what you got to do. Well, and that sets up your next few episodes. Because now, gee, I wonder if the whales are going to find Thrawn. No big deal. Well, we got to pay that off. <laughs> but then what happens? Isn't there supposed to be a movie beyond this? Yeah, I think that that's what Filoni's doing. He's so, leading up to Heir to the Empire. There we go. And that's exciting. Just just get put some trust in this man, please, people. Oh, we, we love Dave Filoni, so... Uh, all right, well, we're going to continue the love when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. You're listening to Geek Tank Radio on 98.1 The Max. Sharknado was an inside job. The Geek Patrol is back. Somebody said it. It had to be said, right? Yeah. yeah. So you've suspected that for a long time. In fact, weren't you making a documentary out of that? <laughs> well, I was, but some, you know, some, uh, some sand sharks... Like had a conversation with me, and I decided to move on to other projects. So I got, I got a sushi channel. Those are the guys who run sci-fi, right? Right. Okay. Interesting. We'll be following. We'll talk off air. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. I'm Joe, sitting here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth, our buddy Max back at the studio, and our friend Craig Brewer, who is joining us here. You're listening to us yesterday. We were at the Cooper Young Festival 
uh, we're here now. We Wait, are. It's beautiful. Um, we, Before we, the aliens came down. Uh, yeah, we don't and, know what's uh, going to happen. Yeah, no, I mean, it, well, I mean, they'll know. It, tomorrow they're going to know what's going to happen, like, at about 3 o'clock today. Right. But, and uh, I know they're going to be saying it was such a shame what happened to Joe. I yeah. know. Poor <laughs> Joe. But, you know, he would. they would want him. They, they would, would want to probe like him this. and yeah. and. And learn. All right, well, let's move along for that. <laughs> hey, Craig, um, by the way, um, we hope you're going to be in town for the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention coming up November 10th. That would be fun. 12th. I always have a blast. We're, we're going talking to this. about a few things. We might have announcements to make in, oh. in the upcoming weeks uh, involving you. We're going to. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay. Well, even, even more of an O. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and, of course, we're looking forward to meeting our buddy Jonah Ray from uh, Mystery Science Theater, the newer iteration. Oh, cool. 3000. He's going to be there. We've got a lot of great guests. Get your tickets at MemphisCFC.com. It's going to be at a bigger venue, too, Craig. We're excited. We're going uh, to the University of Memphis Holiday Inn. We're doing a lot of crossover with the university and the students Good. and their departments. So it's great. We're, we're really looking forward to being over there. So, But uh, before the break, we were talking about um, Ahsoka, you know, of course. And, and you know, you're well-versed in Star Wars. Where do you let's, – let's get some predictions out there. What's, what's coming next? I mean, obviously – Thrawn I, is going to show up. It's just a matter of what episode. So. I think the greatest thing that uh, is happening right now is uh, the, kind of what we've been talking about. Patience is, is paying off. And that is that I think that my generation uh, can't believe that we're living in a prequels universe right now. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. everything that really is coming into bear to to being in the pipeline that is informing the young kids of, of the Star Wars uh, heritage is born out of the prequels. And I, I think that just Dave Filoni uh, is is one of those first original diehard fans of, of the prequels and saw what George Lucas was doing by expanding the universe. And as much as we wanted to be in the Millennium Falcon breaking down over and over, we wanted those things that we had in our youth. But I, I'm telling you, like my niece and, and my daughter, they're nuts over Hayden Christensen. That's their... Their right. guy, you know, and and they grew up with with as much as we could look at like uh, episode two and go like, all right, uh, Anakin riding around on the big uh, water buff space water buffalo on Naboo, you know, is probably you know a, a little funny uh, in the love scene with with Padme. But my daughter was nine, or, or or when she finally saw it, and it was just the greatest thing ever. And now she, and, but now she's older, and but she's like, oh, but that's still mine. It's the way we think of like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Han Solo saying, laugh it up, uh, you know, fuzzball. Uh, fuzzball. Yeah. And, and, and even us as an adult, we're going like, whew, that's a, that's a little cringy. That, that didn't age well. But you know what? It meant something to us when we were younger. <laughs> it did. Well, we were children of the 80s. And, and if you're very critical and you go back and watch even movies like Top Gun that we love, there are a few moments where you're like, okay, right. that right. is the goofiest, corniest thing. But you know what? It made an impact on you. and you. So we're now movie, leading so. to a world of so many more characters that we now know about that are outside of Luke, Han, Leia, Darth, you know what I mean? There's only like a handful of them. And now we're in a position where our world has grown so much that uh, there'll be there'll be other stories to tell, and and the idea that there's going to be like a new Star Wars movie, like Heir to the Empire, that that may have like suddenly like a Marvel movie, like someone like well, what's the big Wookiee that was in uh, Boba Fett? I can't remember a character's oh, Chris, name. Uh, Chris Anthony. Oh yeah. Yeah, like what if he shows up to save the day in one moment? You're going to get a huge cheer out of the audience. You know what I mean? And, and that wouldn't have happened ten years ago. The, yeah. We wouldn't have had that kind of context. But now there's a whole 
there's a whole generation of young people that are going to cheer because, oh, yeah, well, I watched him, and I thought he was cool, and they think it's cooler than seeing Chewbacca show up. All right, so what do you want what do you want to see in the next three episodes cuz that's what I'm wondering. I was try- we've we've given our predictions and I'm kind of curious what your Well, I guess the big question is like when Thrawn shows up. Yeah. He's going to show up so he's going to be penultimate, which means either the episode before the last episode or he'll be the last episode. Um so and and you got to imagine that if Filoni knew that like episode 5 was going to like thrill everybody, he knows that he's got um he's got the Mandalorian uh was a third, second season when Luke showed up to, right. like he he's got that burden. He needs that moment where yeah. he knows that he's got to like have a big finish on something uh, like that, but uh, also set up for the next, the next chapter and whatever storytelling Ahsoka and and uh, Mando is in. I don't know. It's 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 a delicate thing because there's this real fine line between fan service and I know I I mean we saw a lot of fan service even in the third season of Mandalorian, but it didn't have I didn't care but you know but what i always Skywalker tell people Skywalker moment was awesome that was a great moment yeah but it. i also tell people it's like hey be patient and stop stop looking for like your nostalgia over andor like andor i love that's that my is a, favorite that's a great time. show but right. you've got to shift you have to shift into its rhythm and i mean w- was there a better payoff than that whole prison break and everything oh. like i mean but it wouldn't have been that way if if there were some episodes where you're like oh i was hoping there'd be a space battle or something like that no it's a different show in this universe and, and it's the, it's just expanding it's funny i just rewatched andor again and it and it i picked up even more detail it's it holds up it's that is Absolutely. I mean, it's a different kind of show. It is. I don't know if kids will appreciate it as much, but the smart writing and the acting oh, yeah. and the dialogue. It's, it's, and it's just going to get better. But, um, well, uh, so we're looking forward to the end of the season. I mean, it's going to – but is we're getting another season out of this, right, no. Brandon? No? No, this is going to roll into something else. I, that's what I'm thinking. He's okay, he's building good. the universe for is, a big, uh, you know – This is a this is a standalone kind of like Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. good. you know, I don't mind that. That's actually probably better in the long run because then – I don't like when they artificially stretch out a story. Yeah. Just get it said, drop the mic, and go. So, you know. All right. Well, hey, uh, speaking of dropping the mic, you guys, it's time to get out of here. It's been another interesting episode of uh, Geek Tank Radio, but the clock waits for no one. So until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Alan Gilbreth. I'm Craig Brewer. I'm Maximilian. And And I am Brandon Olmstead, hoping you did go back in time and enjoy the Cooper Young Fest with us.